Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2040. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the La Jolla Concord Elegance that takes place April 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the beautiful La Jolla Cove. To learn more and purchase tickets to this wonderful event, simply go to LaJollaConcord.com. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in my hometown, La Jolla, California, with a very special returning guest by the name of Michael Dorvier. Michael, welcome back to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to go, sir. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to have you back. Good to be back in my hometown, sunny La Jolla, California. We're going to be talking about probably one of my favorite concours, the La Jolla Concours. And before I give you a proper introduction, not sure if I asked you this last time you were on the show, but maybe what's one little thing that people don't know about you, Michael? Well, I think you and I, and you've mentioned it in prior conversations that, that you do a little bit of gardening and landscaping around your house. But one thing that a lot of people think is really weird, actually, about me <laughs> is that that I, you know, I love landscaping and I love gardening. I think if I if I came back to this world and started all over again, that, that might have been a career I would have chosen. I, I love transforming things. I love bringing things to life. I like watching things grow from nothing. You know, whether it's my my front yard, my business, or in this case, topic of today's conversation, the La Jolla Concours. Uh, I just love the challenges of of making things better, making things work. Yeah. Do you think some of this love for the outdoors and landscaping came from where you grew up? Because you grew up in Puerto Rico, which is a beautiful, lush area of landscape and plants and tropical paradise in a world, in a way. Do you think that might be part of it for you? Did did your childhood influence you in that way? An interesting thought. I never thought of that. And, and literally about five hours ago, I was talking to a friend from Puerto Rico and he mentioned El Yunque, which is the rainforest in, in Puerto Rico, Yeah, which is a place that, that I absolutely love to go and visit. And, you know, people would say, well, geez, you've been there 10,000 times. What, what's so special about just a bunch of trees in a rainforest? And, you know, until you've gone and you experience it, it's it's a pretty cool event. So, yeah, there, there might be some connection there. I never thought of that. Well, very cool. Well, you'll have to come up and visit me here in the Pacific Northwest, and I'll take you out to an old-growth rainforest out on the Olympic Peninsula where there are old-growth timbers. Now, this area I grew up in, a lot of these trees have been forested several times since this whole area was founded. But they've left one area out there alone, and you go out there, and it's like going into Jurassic Park. Yeah. These giant trees and this moss. I mean, it's just it's incredible. It, it's just, it's a spiritual experience, really. So uh, you'll have to come up and visit and I'll take you out there. Yeah, cool. Look, I'd love to. That would be really neat. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to talk about the La Jolla Concorde. Michael Dorvier is the co-chairman of the La Jolla Concorde de Elegance, a role he's had for the past 10 years. It's a fantastic event that takes place in La Jolla, California, just north of San Diego. And it overlooks the Pacific Ocean in a beautiful park, Scripps Park, 
place that I used to go out and uh, body surf at growing up. So uh, it is near and dear to my heart. Michael is the founding partner of Symbio Financial Partners and a registered principal and financial advisor with LPL Financial. Uh, He has over 26 years of experience in the financial services industry. He's a passionate anti-car collector who was born and raised, as I said, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. We'll be back in just a moment to learn more about the La Jolla Concord, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So let's start with an overview of this event. Now, you've been involved in this event for a long time, and you went through a a horrifically challenging last two years as all of my past Concord-related events, our guests and and directors have been in. Oh, my gosh. But we're back. So we're going to dwell and focus on that and not the past because it was way too painful. So what can our listeners experience or think of what they're going to experience this year? And I'm going to be down there for this event. So tell us what they can experience. Well, you know, one of the things that that I'm most proud of and that our team is most proud of at the La Jolla Concours is our tagline, which is world-class cars, world-class experience. 
and you know we've we've gotten to the point where we've we've pretty much achieved our goals as being a highly respected one of the top concours in the U.S. We feel like we're we're there. There's always room for improvement, by the way. So we, we I shouldn't say we're there. We're we're where we need to be and where we would expect to be today. But you know our constant focus on on the experience I think is what differentiates us from other great concours around the country. You know our focus had to be from the beginning on cars. Our focus had to be from the beginning on proper judging, right? We had to get all those factors in line in order to get the respect from the car community. But if you have a Concorde that that is just a bunch of car nuts walking around, I guess that's okay. But we want to get this uh, the hobby. Our, our goal is to is to get the next generation involved in this hobby so that we can carry this forward for another 50 to 100 years, right? When everyone's driving around in their Teslas and their electric cars, it would be cool to see a Marmon or a Duesenberg or an old Bugatti uh, and understand and know what it is uh, and, and want to go see it, I guess. So the, the part of our tagline, world-class experience, is what we focus on with the events that we have that lead up to the Concours itself, as well as the Concours. We have a, an amazing youth judging team, which our chief judge, Nigel Matthews, and I have worked on for, well, we started it in 2019. That was our first year doing it. Uh, so this will actually be our second year. Uh, but it was incredibly successful. And, and this isn't just youth judging, it's apprentice judges, right? And these are kids that, that someday might move from Southern California, child might go to Berkeley, they'll call up the IFC JAG and say, you know, I've been part of the apprentice judging program, I'd like to go judge at Pebble Beach. Some of our judges were probably the same judges he'd judge with up there, right? So you yeah. keep the child growing with the hobby. So, you know, that part of it is a big focus of ours. But what's different, what's new, what you can expect when you come this year? Due to COVID, we've had to mix things up a little bit. Our Friday night kickoff party is called Ferrari Friday. It's sponsored by Pacific Sotheby's International Realty. We're basically take turning Prospect Street, which is the main drag, if you will, in La Jolla, in, into a big party. Um, all the galleries will be open, the jewelry stores, there's going to be music along the street. Right now, I believe we have a little north of 60 Ferraris signed up that will be parked all along the street. So we're just bringing life into the village, bringing all of those those party goers, our guests that would normally be in a venue where we're feeding them and they're tucked away from the merchants. We're now bringing them into the heart of the village to enjoy themselves and spend money with the merchants and, and support those that have supported us over the years. So that's our Friday night event. Yeah, that sounds cool. I think that's a wonderful idea. And that's such a beautiful street. And there's all these great stores. And to me, the great thing about that concept, and I assume you're going to have cars lined, lined up, people can bring cars. Yeah. yeah, okay. Is that if you say you have a spouse or a friend that maybe isn't a diehard car guy like you and I, there's other things for them to do and see. So if they get a little tired of the cars, they can go into the galleries, the shops, they can eat. I think that's wonderful. Well, Mark, you nailed it. Um, and that's the key thing. And that's back to the experience. I, I don't need to provide a good experience for you or or Aaron Weiss or any of the car collectors <laughs> that we all know, any, any of the folks that show their cars at all of our events on a regular basis. It's the spouses that they literally have to drag around and reluctantly agree to come, 
we don't have those problems at our event. Um, often it's the spouses that say to the car lover in the family, we're going to La Jolla next year. Mm -hmm. And what I just described for Friday night is a perfect example of that. Uh, we have a great tour lined up for Saturday. Our Saturday night party, which is the traditional night before the Concours event that most Concours have, uh, will be at the lot, which is a local a uh, very high-end theater, uh, and that's they, you know that's less of a public area, and that's where we'll have a, a live auction, live music. That's sponsored by Aston Martin and Fraser Yachts, as well as um, the lot who's supporting us for that event. And then we have the Concord itself on Sunday. We're oversubscribed. I mean, we've got 150 cars on the field. If you recall, out in front of the La Jolla Concord, we have the street that we close off, and yeah. it's called the Motor Car Classic, which used to be what the La Jolla Concord was called before we converted it to a Concord. So in the Motor Car Classic at the Concord this year, we are having just Porsches. So there'll be Ooh. the Porsche Club is going to be out there, and it'll be all Porsches. Nice. And that's free and open to the public, that aspect of it. So, you know, we, there's just a lot of moving parts to our event, which is what makes it a little more complicated to put on, if you will. Yeah, well, and you're in a, a beautiful setting. Uh, it's like like Pebble Beach. You're up sitting over the ocean. The views are spectacular, but you're in a public setting. So the logistics, and we've talked about that, and you listeners can go back and listen to my talk with Michael before since he's been on the show. The logistics of setting it up, making it work, the bureaucracy with the city. Oh my gosh, talk about headaches. But you guys always pull it off, and it's so beautiful. And I'm very excited about the Porsches, by the way. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, I thought you would be. Yeah, this is going to be so much fun. And this is really one of my first outings in a long time with this COVID thing. So I'm so excited to get out. I get to come down and see my mom and my sister. I haven't seen them in a few years because of COVID. I cannot wait. This sounds like so much fun. Now, your featured mark this year, if I've got this right, is Bugatti. It is Bugatti, and we're celebrating the Mercedes-Benz Gullwing as well. So Ooh. primary featured mark is Bugatti. Right now, I believe we have 23 Bugattis wow. uh, lined up out of the 150 cars it'll be on well it's 140 cars it'll be on the field the balance is motorcycles but uh 23 of the 140 are bugattis uh, and then we're going to have 11 mercedes 300 sls 11 holy cow yeah and then on the on the porsche side since you're a porsche guy uh, we got two classes for Porsche on the field. So in addition to what's in the motor car classic, we'll have a 356 class and we'll have a 911 class. And oh. we've got, um, uh, it looks like we have 13 total Porsches between those two classes. Oh, wow. I'm going to be in heaven. Oh, gosh. This sounds like so much fun. Yeah, we have some great cars this year. You mentioned motorcycles, too. So there's also the two-wheeled version of transportation for those who love them, right? Yep, we have a, a great motorcycle class, and that'll be a lot of fun. That grows every year. That's been something that, that's been a, a focus of ours to try to continue to bring variety to our field. Mm -hmm. And there's some amazing motorcycles out there, so we're constantly striving to improve our, our motorcycle division. I'll remind our listeners, we have Angel Hacker, who's the general manager at Indian Motorcycle of San Diego. They're the motorcycle sponsor for the Concours. She'll be a guest on the show, I believe it's just Thursday, so make sure you listen to that. I didn't. I also did, forgot to mention that um, we we will be having our air team again. Oh, cool. We have uh, 23 historic airplanes, including one of McQueen's old airplanes, flying over. We have an air show that lasts about 45 minutes 
right late morning around 1030 is when it's wow and they're flying 400 feet 500 feet off the ocean and the park's about 100 feet off the ocean so you're literally looking right out yeah at these guys it's pretty impressive oh my gosh well this is going to be spectacular what a way to make a comeback after a two-year hiatus thanks to uh no thanks to this horrible pandemic we've had now charities Concord events around the world always involve a charity, which is spectacular. We know giving back is the secret sauce to a happy life. Uh, what charities are you supporting this year? Our primary charity, the event itself, is um, the La Jolla Historical Society. That That is our primary charity. And this year, that will be, for the most part, will we'll be it. We're doing a little bit with, with a handful of smaller local charities uh, but, you know, keeping in mind that we've been sitting on the sideline for two years, most of our sponsors uh, wrote their checks and made their contributions to us in late 2019, early 2020. Yeah. Most of those dollars were spent and given to the service providers who then all got shut down during COVID yeah. and nobody was out there handing out refunds. So we've had to carry the show for two years. Uh. Um, and, and, and that's been one of our challenges is, is from a financial side, we've had some amazing local supporters of our event that, that have just written checks to support us, have made flat charitable contributions. And some of these folks are people that actually gave us sponsorship dollars in 2019 that we carried over for 22. So in addition to that, they've written other checks. So it's been that kind of support's been awesome. Well, it's it's wonderful, and it's what these car shows are all about. I heard the same thing from Sandra Button with Pebble Beach. Uh, even though they didn't have that one show, people still kept giving money, and they, they raised, I think, close to $2 million a year. They didn't even have an event. So that's what us car people are all about. I think it's wonderful. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors. we come back, I want to talk about the collector car market today, the challenges, the ups and downs, and uh, maybe some... Uh, benefits of what's going on and get your perspective you're a finance guy now you're more about uh the other side of finance than dumping it into cars but i want to talk to you about that a little bit so keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back auto geeks blackfire sio2 spray sealant it's a spray on wipe off sealant that's quick safe and easy to clean and protect your vehicles i love using it on all my cars Auto Geek's Blackfire SiO2 spray sealant is a spray-on wipe-away sealant that uses SiO2 ingredients to provide a slick, brilliant, and long-lasting shine. Silicon dioxide is known to be one of the most effective ingredients in car care products, and Blackfire spray sealant takes advantage of every stunning feature it has to offer. This sealant will protect your paint from road film, dirt, and other common contaminants while providing an impeccable, long-lasting hydrophobic surface that forces water to sheet and bead on your paint for months. Go to autogeek.net to get yours and for the best product selections on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. Check them out today. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team 
covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Michael, uh, you and I know, and we had a great pre-show chat about this, that the collector car market it seems to be a bit on fire. And, and I have a unique opportunity with you today because you're a financial advisor. You're someone that directs people like me and other people on where to put their money so that it's safe and it's growing. And we all know that the uh, markets have been a little dicey of late. Uh, you said some interesting things to me about history and how that relates to investing. But I want to get your perspective about the car market, because cars seem to be a tangible asset that many people are putting money into these days. Uh, that can be risky, just like the market, because the car market goes up and down. But I'd just like to get your perspective on that. And you like to have collector cars, and you've had collector cars, and you have them as well. What's your perspective on what the heck's going on out there? Because if you you just bring up bring a trailer, oh my gosh, the my eyes roll back in my head of some of the numbers I've been seeing. Well, from the standpoint of a tangible asset and an investment, you know, the person dropping $1.2 million into a Duesenberg 10 years ago would very likely afford uh, that Duesenberg to drop in value to $800,000 because they bought the car because they bought the car. They love the car. It's in their collection sitting next to half a dozen other cars very like, right? And they can afford to, to wait it out. Um, that those, those Duesenbergs that were in the low 1 million range 10 years ago are, you know, rolling over the Bonhams auction floor today for 2.8 to $3.4 million. Right. Right. And, and those investors, those savvy car collector investors are seeing that and they're jumping on the bandwagon. Now I think, and this is just my opinion, that what's really driving these costs up when you talk about bring a trailer and you see how many Porsches are for sale on Bring a Trailer. Because when you've seen what's happened with the Ferrari marketplace, you know, all of a sudden the most expensive Porsche to buy six, seven years ago was was basically a poor man's car, right? Yes. Compared yeah. to a Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I think what's happened is, you know, with interest rates being so low and folks either flipping their homes and pulling a lot of, of, of gains out of their homes and buying down and having extra dollars or being able to go out and finance, you're seeing more of the average Joe, more of the first-time car collectors having the ability to go out and purchase a car. Mm-hmm. Yes, the car costs more money today than it would have five, six, seven, eight years ago, but they can afford it because they're not you know, they're not the Duesenberg guy that wrote a check for a million two. Right. They're the Porsche guy or the Corvette guy or the Mustang guy that's going to finance a hundred and twenty to a to a two hundred thousand dollar car, and is going to make that eighteen hundred dollar payment every month because they can afford to do that. Mm. Right. Um, and 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 I think we saw a lot of that happening, and that's one of the reasons I believe that that. It's a supply and demand issue. I believe that the market was pushed up because there was more people that could afford to buy these cars. 
Um, time will tell what that looks like uh, down the road when, when things slow down, interest rates go up. Um, you know, time will tell as to how well a good of an investment that was. I don't think all the markets are going to stay strong like they are today. No, probably not. And the Fed's just now are talking about raising those interest rates, and that will affect a lot of different things. But I think you said the key words in my mind, having gone through generations, not generations, but decades now of these ups and downs is supply and demand. And we're seeing it, you and I were talking about even new Porsches now. People are getting new Porsches they ordered a year ago and realizing I can make 20, 30, maybe 40 grand on this car if I sell it to somebody today and they're letting them go which is the complete opposite of normal because they typically get a depreciation hit even a porsche uh, unless it's something really rare and there's not many made like a gt2 rs or even maybe a gt3 rs so we are certainly living in unique and different times and uh, i would guess as a financial advisor you would advise somebody listening today that uh, gambling with your money and buying old cars is kind of gambling. It's probably not the most savvy investment uh, that you can make. Now, the high-end blue-chip Ferraris and others, maybe so, but most people are not playing in that world, right? Well, agreed, 100%. And the key is diversification. So from an investment standpoint, uh, you know, should you clear out your 401k and your IRAs and pull all the equity out of your house to go invest in, in a car? Uh, absolutely not. Um, but you know, if you've got all those other buckets of money full and you're working towards contributing to those and you have an extra couple hundred grand or the ability to borrow it and you want to go and invest in that type of a tangible asset, uh, I wouldn't recommend you do it with the idea of making money, but if you break even or make a few bucks two or three years down the road, then you've done well, right? You buy the car, you enjoy it. If you can get out of it and get your money back, in my opinion, you've done well. Well, you said something else that even works for a smaller investor, and that is weighted out. Uh, you you mentioned Duesenbergs. They went up, yeah. they went down. We saw that with the Porsche market back in 2014, 2015. Things skyrocketed, and then they actually dropped down quite a bit, I would say, more than I had seen before. Uh, the big question mark is, will that happen again? We don't know. It will happen if it happens. So I guess we, we sit on it. But you said the key thing with cars is, I've always done well with collector cars, not by choice just because it's happening but that's because i bought what i loved and i bought things that are somewhat unique and that seems to work pretty well so but they're long-term holds you know i don't i don't buy and flip cars every year i keep cars for 10 15 years so seems to have worked well for me so i'm going to crawl into your skull here michael because we haven't talked a lot about you and cars and we did that in some of our past shows so you listeners can go back and listen to those talks but today i'm going to be your car psychologist This is a very unique question in that if you manifested yourself as a vehicle, and this isn't what you want to be, this is how you perceive your persona as a vehicle, what would you be, but more importantly, why? That's an interesting one. Well, I can tell you that I I think I have two answers to that question. If you had asked me that question 15 or so years ago, I would tell you that I would, it would be a 1963 Corvette split window. Um, now that I have more gray hair on my head, <laughs> hey, at least at head, least you have hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> I, well, the, you, you look better in a convertible, though. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I don't have to worry about my hair getting messed up in a convertible. <laughs> right. Today, I would say a '60s Aston DB4, and that's that's been my car, and and just a 
you know, the understated class of that car. And I emphasize understated. Um, I like the rarity, the simplicity of the DB4. It's just such a unique, such a beautiful car, but so very different than any Ferrari or Lamborghini of of the same era, right? Or so many other cars of the same era. Uh, so yeah, that that would be it. It would be a, a '60s Aston DB4. You know, it's funny that car has come up in the last two weeks with three or four of my guests, which is very strange. These things tend to come in cycles. Um, I tell you, my favorite of that era is the Zagato bodied DB4. The Holy Grail, I guess, yeah. if you will, uh, just adds another element to it. But yeah, it's classic. It's got some speed to it, but it doesn't almost look like it should, but it can get on it when it has to. So just because you said that, I'll just tell you, and it's unfortunate because just last week we got news that our Zagato bodied Aston uh, has had some issues uh, and will not be had to pull out of the Concord this oh, year. Oh no! Ah, well. But he is replacing it with a uh, with a Jaguar. Okay. Uh, Zagato bodied Jaguar. Oh so really? It'll be interesting. Yeah, fifty four XK one forty Zagato Coupe. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. all right. I, I guess yeah. But you know, I would have liked to have stood there over that DB four Zagato with you and and reminisce and talk, but uh, that's okay. (laughs) Jaguar is the car that started it for me when I was a little boy. Uh, I had a neighbor with an XKE there in La Jolla, and uh, that's the car that really, well, actually my dad's MGTC, but the Jaguar was the one that got my attention. So uh, yeah, beautiful cars. You know, one thing I wanted to touch on too is the uniqueness of La Jolla as a Concours venue. For people that want to fly in, you know, COVID is kind of going away. Things are loosening up. Even down there in California, this state has been about as uh, difficult as California when it comes to all the mandates and rules, but they, they're they loosening up just even this week. La Jolla is a wonderful place to take your family, and I wanted to touch on some of the things that La Jolla has to offer. You go down to San Diego, La Jolla, and spend a whole week. Uh, part of that is the Concours, of course, that you want to attend, but there's a lot of cool things to see there. The beaches, uh, Balboa Park, the museum, San Diego Wild Animal Park, and the zoo dining san diego and la jolla they've got it all yeah the san diego automotive museum at balboa park the air and space museum the nimitz um there there's so many um there are so many different things to do in san diego it's it's kind of tough to get bored here especially if you're only here for a week yeah Absolutely. So uh, if you go to the website for the La Jolla Concord, they've got all sorts of options for lodging, some great hotels. I've stayed in many of those. So uh, go check that out and book a room now would be my advice and your flights. So is there a great book that maybe since we've last spoken that you've read that you've really enjoyed you'd like to share? Um, I read a lot of business books, so that's, you might find okay. that a little boring. No, but, no, I um, love business books. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I run my own business, but in addition to that, the Concord is a business. And yes. that's something that a lot of people lose track of. They they think it's just, well, there's a bunch of cars parked there on the field, and aren't they pretty, right? Well, uh, you mentioned earlier all the bureaucracy and all the moving parts, everything that we have to do to put this event on, we have to run it like a business. Um, and so there's a book called Traction by Gino Wickman that I've that I read recently. Um, and I think it ties really nicely into what we've done with the La Jolla Concours, um, 
which, you know, obviously on the business side of it, right? And, and obviously, if we're not running the business right and we're not treating people right, then the event's not going to happen. Um, you know, but, it, you know, you, you got to have the right vision for the event slash the business. You got to have the right people behind you. And we certainly have the vision. We certainly have the people. We have 24 committee members. We have 250 volunteers that show up on that Sunday to help make that event happen. Some amazing sponsors. All the right people are here. Um, but, you know, once you get the vision and once you get the people, you've got to have the process in place. Um, you've got to have all these parts and you've got to bring it all together with, with, with a clear process to make it work. Um, and, and that book is interesting because it, it talks about that for the business world. But as I read those types of books, I, I get a lot for the Concord and I relate to the Concord a lot. Ah, very well said. Well, you mentioned a couple, Nigel, who's been a guest here and a longtime friend of mine, a uh, wonderful guy, Wayne Craig, of course, another one involved and so many great people involved in your Concord event. Uh, nobody's mentioned that book, and I'm kind of surprised that they haven't, but I'll make sure I put a list and a link to that on Michael's show notes page so you listeners can find it. So, Michael, before I let you go today, since your event has a tour involved, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive. That means I've got an open checkbook. You can pick any car in the world to drive. Uh, let's say you're driving around San Diego for the tour, so let's kind of limit it to that in one way, but you can be with anyone living or someone who's passed, which opens up the opportunities in a very unique way. So what does the ultimate tour drive for you for the La Jolla Concours look like uh, just for this year, let's say? That's an interesting question because it's not, I don't think the answer is going to be what you would expect. Okay. That's what I like. When you asked me that the last time, I, I was thinking a little more than just the tour. Yep. You know, if I had to go on a long drive with somebody, um, it would probably be my grandfather who has passed away. Mm. I would drive. I would have the, the biggest, most luxurious Rolls Royce I could find. <laughs> and I would drive across the country with him. Yeah. You know, and I'd drive upstate New York, which is where he was from. And, um, you know, I just there's, you know, people pass away. You always look back and you regret, geez, I should have been closer. I should have asked this. I should have said that to him, you know. Yes. Um, and there's there's so much about life that that he was such a big part in. He was he was incredibly intelligent, very well accomplished man. He was a Pulitzer Prize winner. Wow. Um, and, you know, his his life was very interesting. And I never really I was a teenager. You know, when, when he passed away, I was in my early 20s and just never really spent time with him, learning about his life, about my family, about life in general. So whether it's a tour, whether I'm driving to upstate New York, I'd, I'd love to love to hang out with my grandpa a little bit more. Wow. Well, fascinating, man. Well, I'll tell you something, Michael. The other reason that your event is so important to me, that was the last Concours I went to with my father before I lost him uh, almost no, almost, almost five years ago. And he was not doing well. He was had some serious health issues that were really grinding him down, but he rallied. Uh, it was hard for him to walk around. He was having breathing problems, but he went with to that show with me. And I always remember that, you know, getting to spend that time with him. And you're right. Uh, and this COVID thing has really helped us realize the importance of spending time with people. And that's the great thing about Concours events. It's really really not about the cars. It's about the people that you run into and the owners of the cars and friends you haven't seen. That's why it's so important to go to these things. So uh, you drummed up yeah. some, some nice memories for me. I appreciate that. 
You're welcome. And, you know, the cars are the eye candy there, right? And you mentioned Wayne Craig before. He and his team of docents come down, they donate their time, and they come down here from Pebble Beach, and they provide docent services for us. And, you know, when you tag along on one of those tours and you hear the stories about some of these cars and the history of some of these cars, from that beautiful car, Duesenberg, Bugatti, whatever it is that you're staring at, that incredible piece of art, all of a sudden you shift to who used to own it and what they did for a living and what war the car lived through and where it was found and how it was put together. And you know, to me, again, always that's the, that's the, the just the cool part of, of coming to Concours. And, and that's why we do it the way we do it is we want, you know, we want that excitement. I can't tell you how many people say, well, I'm not a car person, but I can't wait for the lawyer to come back. <laughs> yeah. And Wayne's a great guy. He's become a good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, I, I thought about that. You, you think about this horrible war that's going on right now in Ukraine and, you know, Ukraine's a modern city, modern country, and people have cars there. There's people there that I've talked to that are car collectors and you think about World War One, World War Two, where they hid away cars so they weren't damaged or stolen or whatever would happen during a horrible war. And uh, just, uh, yeah, our hearts go out to everybody there right now, what they're dealing with. And you think about the simplicity of a car and how it really doesn't become very important when there's catastrophic things happening in the world. But cars do bring us together, and that's the great thing about them. Before I let you go today, Michael, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, uh, meaning, meaningful quote or a mantra with us? Oh boy, they're putting me on the they're putting me on the spot. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I, I we're talking a lot about the Concorde, obviously, and when I took over as chairman and decided, you know, kind of basically made the the statement that I'll I'll be the chairman of this event only if we can convert it from a great little car show to a proper Concorde. Uh, everybody agreed and the team got put together and we decided to move forward. Uh, there's a lot of naysayers out there, as there always are, and a lot of people have said that's going to be impossible, right? In Southern California, you just, you're not going to have a proper Concorde. Um, you know, and I, I remember I, a quote I heard a long time ago, I don't know who it was from, but to those folks, I would say anything unattempted remains impossible. <laughs> yeah. And we just pulled up our bootstraps and went for it and did it. And we're here today. We've worked really hard. It wasn't easy. It's not easy today. But everybody associated with this event uh, really respects it, loves it, loves what it's done for the community, for the car culture. And, you know, we've got every, every major museum practically coming down here, every major car collector coming down this year. To this event, and, and that says a lot about Nigel and his judging team, and and our back office, if you will. What a great quote! Yeah, uh, you just got to try it, and if you don't, it's kind of like that Wayne Gretzky quote: uh, "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." <laughs> so, yeah. Know. Yeah, if you don't try, it's always going to be impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice words. So how can people learn, first and foremost, more about your business, Symbio Financial Partners? Well, you can go to our website, symbiofinancialpartners.com, and uh, everything is there. My email is michael at symbiofinancial.com if anybody wants to reach out to me. But, you know, we've got we've got a great team here. Of, we've, I've been at this for 26 years. We've got a business partner, Sherry Miller, one of the best partners anybody could have asked for. Uh, we have an amazing team of four advisors, and we service individuals, corporations, foundation clients from all over the country. So 
We're here to help full-service financial planners. Just give us a ring or go on our website and reach out to us. Absolutely. That's Symbio, S-Y-M-B-I-O, Financial Partners. And of course, if you want to learn more about the La Jolla Concours or get your tickets, and I would get them now before you uh, come to the event, just go to LaJollaConcours.com. I'll be there. Michael will be there. And we'll be having some fun. I cannot wait to get down there until you and I talk again. I'll see you on the lawn at the La Jolla Concorde Elegance. Looking forward to it, Mark. Thank you. You're welcome. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe, that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people... They bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!